Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Pod Strickland. I'm your host, Shwini Poo, in this episode 372. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Prez, that is at underscore Presidente on Twitter slash X. Prez, how are you doing on this Friday morning? Uh, just enjoying the fruits of Leon's labor. Uh, I feel like we've just seen a trailer for a movie that doesn't come out for a while. That's how I feel about the Knicks roster right now. Yeah. Um, we will uh, definitely get a look at the roster, and we will definitely be talking about the the current, I guess, most recent iteration of the roster after yesterday. But uh, before we get started, I do have to make a few announcements. First, people, the Strickland has an Instagram. Check that out. That is at the Strickland on Instagram. We're posting all kinds of new content on there. The Strickland also has a YouTube channel where you may be watching this podcast podcast if you are not done so already please hit like subscribe to the channel leave us a comment that'd be a huge help to us the strickland also has merchandise which is available on our website which you can find at www.thestrick.land there's a link that'll take you to the merchandise store you can find all kinds of cool stuff on there t-shirts sweatshirts hats coffee mugs water bottles you name it we've got it Finally, the Strickland has a Patreon, which you can subscribe to. There are a number of different tiers. There's a six-star tier that gets you access to Pod Strickland podcast that I host every Friday with Prez. You also get access to takes from Obvious Bozos, our most recent podcast that we've added to the roster that is hosted by Andrew Steele, a.k.a. Doug, along with Zach Ladder. And you also get access to the Strickland Discord where the conversation never stops. There are further tiers. There's a $9 tier that gets you access to Strickland Roll, My Solo Potter, or Rant and Rave, that makes you even more. You also get access to wonderful premium articles by Matthew Miranda, one of the best in the business. And now... You also get access to Strickland NFL, our NFL podcast that is hosted by Constantine Metricos and Jeffrey Rasmussen, where they discuss, you guessed it, the NFL. In further tiers, there's $15 tier, $30 tier, $50 tier, and $100 tier. Those go with a variety of additional benefits. It goes to pod recordings, merchandise discounts, and even potentially goes to a podcast alongside yours truly in the day, whether you choose to subscribe or not. None of this would be possible without you. And none of this would be possible without Bet Online. It's playoff time. The usual suspects are heading to Vegas for the championship, and our partner Bet Online is your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, and lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss to the color of Gatorade, Bet Online is your number one source for your championship wagering 
head to Bet Online and join today to get into all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. Uh, the Knicks made a trade uh, yesterday. They traded um, Quentin Grimes, two second round picks. We actually don't know yet for sure which ones, which is weird. But yes, two second round picks. Uh, Evan Fournier's expiring contract and Malachi Flynn. Uh, we hardly knew ye. Uh, for Alec Burks and Boyan Bogdanovich, um, I don't know. I guess I, I was I talked into a computer for a lot yesterday about this. Uh, but I'm get I'm guess I what what do you what did you think of the trade and what do you think of I guess where the Knicks are roster is positioned now? So I guess I'll start with Grimes. Um, you know the the part. The part that stinks about trading Grimes is we know he has some more in the tank that he's shown on both ends, right? Like he was fantastic last season, great in the playoffs on defense, should have played more. Um, regressed in a couple elements of his game this year. But what I think people don't realize about the NBA now is like, there's lots of, and this isn't to like minimize Grimes' talent, but like there's lots of young guys who have more in the tank. And if given playing time and a long runway to make mistakes and play through them, they might be able to discover and like manifest that more consistently. But the way the NBA is now with so many teams competing with vet talent, young talent, up and down the rosters. Like, some guys, the bar for just getting the playing time to work through that is really high. And I don't think people realize that with Emmanuel quickly. Like, like that's how good quickly was, that he was able to contribute to winning now on the Knicks and just continually work through improving different elements of his game. Like he was able to do that. Like he should have played much more in New York, but he, the fact that he was able to do that off the bench was not like a common thing at all. Like there's a lot of Quentin Grimes around the league where it's just like, they have talent. They have an archetype that's good, but the, they're, you're not just competing with like, other young guys you're competing with Dante DiVincenzo you're competing with Alec Burks you're competing with Deuce right like it's really fucking hard so um once the Knicks really began to just turn the gear even more towards competing right with the OG trade and with Dante just going crazy like that leeway for Grimes continued to shrink and that sucks for him. Like, that sucks. Is it unfair? No. That happens on every team. Like, most teams. The only teams who doesn't really have to deal with that are the tanking teams, like Detroit, Washington, and the Spurs. Pretty much that's it. Um, maybe the Hornets. I don't know. So, uh, it, he was kind of an unfortunate... It was an unfortunate situation where we didn't get to see him develop as much. Seeing a player develop through mistakes is really fun, um, especially when they come out really good. And that's not to say that he won't come out really good, right? Like, hopefully he gets some time 
in Detroit, but like even in Detroit, you're competing with Ivy, with Sasser, with Cade, with Asar, like with whoever they draft this year coming up. So um, he's going to have to work for that shit. And he was a very good shooter, but he wasn't an elite shooter. So uh, I think once we saw that the Knicks were like a dark, became a dark horse conference finalist, finalist, whatever you want to call it, contender. Um, it became a little clear to me that they were going to look at some possible upgrades, right? And I know we talked a lot about Brogdon and Burks and Clarkson and all these guys. Like, they all kind of fit into that bucket, even though they would do more ball handling than Grimes. But that being said, like, I don't know. The the fact that he he was the centerpiece of this trade with with uh, minimal real picks and with apparent competition from other teams, although I don't know what the fuck the Sixers could have offered aside from, like, Jaden Springer or something. Um, they have three first-round picks they can trade, so I'm assuming that would yeah, have been so, the yeah. thing. And I don't think they're going to so they didn't want to... Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't want to offer a first and they didn't have any player that was like roughly first ish equivalent who they felt like moving off of. So um, it became one of those situations where a player like Grimes is probably like in the neighborhood of like worth of for a bad first or something like that or more than whatever seconds Philly was offering. And that's kind of a credit to Grimes and a credit to the Knicks. Um and you know, I'm, enough people have spoken about like the on the court stuff with Burks and and Boyan. Like the fit is really good, um, especially with all the fucking injuries we got going on. Like having Burks being able to like pretend play point guard again, which is hilariously ironic that we're now like clamoring for that after what happened before. Um, and Boyan just being somebody who could soak up usage efficiently, like. When your roster's this fucking injured, it doesn't matter if it's like, oh, is he a negative on defense? Like, no, bro. Like, we just need people to play instead of Charlie Brown Jr. and Jacob Toppin. So um, the timing is good. And then he's so fucking good on offense that people in our Discord were like, would he be okay with coming off the bench once we're healthy? Like, that's like, he's legit. So. He's fucking also old, so yes, he would be <laughs> he would be very okay with coming off of the bench behind all stars and very good players like OG Ananobi. And he's probably gonna be the at least on offense, the best six man in the NBA, um, by a good margin, if if and w- if we're healthy. So um that's major. I mean, I know you've talked about it, but like the level of we went from a trade that depleted our depth to replenishing our depth. And now Tibbs has lots of tools and uh, you always worry about Tibbs maximizing his toolbox um, or misusing his toolbox, right? Like with Burks and, and Boyan and you now have reasons to perhaps not play Josh Hart if he's shitting himself on offense, but like, will he do that? I don't know. So um, we'll see, but there's options there for the Knicks um, when they're healthy. I don't think people realize what this spacing is about to do for Jalen Brunson. Um, There's so many fucking times where like 
the Knicks would create advantages and Grimes would just piss it away, to be frank. He's still shooting well on the on the year, particularly from the corners, but like he just runs so hot and cold and he's particularly good in some parts of the court, but not others. So like I would get personally frustrated sometimes when like the Knicks would do everything right and then he would just miss a wide open three. And it's not something unique to him. And it's not to say the new guys won't also do that on occasion, but like that just shows that just goes to show you that like where we're at, the expectations are really fucking high. We're like, I'm like, they should make every open three as if this is like a championship contender, right? Like that's what Dante DiVincenzo does. He makes every open three. That's what like these fucking guys on the Celtics do, right? Whatever. That's what Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. do. Like, so um I feel like my mind has almost just passively slipped into expecting them to play like a contender, even if I have more cowardly tendencies than you about calling them a contender. So uh, I guess that's that's my two cents on it. I'm looking forward to them playing. Hopefully, when's our next game? Tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got to imagine they travel today and be ready to suit up tomorrow. So um, it might be a little weird, but all hands on deck right now. So we'll see, man. I'm fucking excited. This, this team is fucking stacked. They got, you know, we, we talked before about how like Brown and Brogdon were the guys who had the big contract. That was also important. Should the Knicks want to trade for a star and uh, Boyan has that as well. So he checked that box. Um, So I mean, it's in a trade deadline where a lot of teams didn't do shit. Like the Knicks, being very practical, just like graded on a curve is like an A to me, even if it's like, oh, it's not a superstar trade or it's not a fleecing or whatever. So good job, Leon. Um I think that uh I I don't know. Grimes's body language lately has kind of sucked. I don't know if anybody else has picked up on it. Um I didn't really want to talk about it while he was stalling next, just because it's not really like a pleasant conversation. Um, but he was like, never when he'd make a big play, he was not celebrating with his teammates. He like, I, I don't know. He was, something was off with him. Obviously I'm sure that has something to do with um, his role being diminished and whatnot. Uh, obviously we got murmurs throughout this season that he was unhappy about a variety of things that obviously picked up steam when he got benched. And then prior to even getting benched uh, before that, right before that is when he, you know, went public and said that he was unhappy about his role in the offense, his difficulties and finding rhythm and how, Oh, it feels like I'm going to shoot, you know, I, the, the balls a hundred. It feels like I'm shooting a medicine ball because there's so much pressure on me to make each shot. Um, and I, I get all that. I think there's validity to, to some of that, but like, when you see how much more involved offensively Dante was the second that he gets put in the starting lineup, when you see how uh, involved offensively a guy like quick was when he would play at the two next to Jalen Brunson and Randall and these guys, when you see how, and, and Jeff brought this up, all of this up yesterday on, uh, or yeah, yesterday on the live stream. Um, but it's not just those, it's, it's those two, this, this past season and the year before, um, but also, you have a guy like Evan Fournier when he was starting, he got a, he got he was involved offensively. He got his touches and shots up. 
That's three guys. Um, I don't know. Like at some point, if you're the odd man out, maybe that says something about you. Maybe you're doing something wrong. Maybe something is off there. Maybe your teammates don't trust you. Like it, it could, maybe it's that simple. Maybe they did not trust him. Um, and perhaps that lack of trust comes from, I mean, how many times would we see Julius Randle, like him and Grimes had zero chemistry in their two-man game. And that's not to say that it's all on Grimes, but when Julius is able to have good chemistry with Dante DiVincenzo, I mean, in the past we've seen him have good chemistry with Evan Fournier, Reggie Bullock, with Quickly. When he's able to have that chemistry with other players who nominally slotted in at your position, your role, I don't know. Like, there's something going on. There's something that you're at least partially responsible for there. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. The last thing I'll say is, maybe not the last thing, I'll probably say a few more things. Uh, but, But like, this is just total fucking speculation, whatever. Grimes did not feel like he was close to anybody on this team. And I know that sounds stupid, but like he got traded yesterday. And I I don't know if you got like any reaction from anybody on the team about it. And I I get it. It's been one day. So what the fuck are they really going to say? Maybe they got asked questions about it in the post game and you just give some token answer if that. Um, But I found it pretty interesting how like, I don't know. It definitely felt different when you traded quick and RJ for OG just kind of stands out to me. I, I, I'm not saying he's an asshole. I'm just saying that maybe he was the odd man out in the group for whatever reason. Um, because to me, this entire year, it's just felt like he's something is off with him. Something is off with how he's connecting with the team in whatever lineups. Um, I thought, you know, there was a little bit of a bounce after the trade for sure. He shot better from the field. He shot better from three, but uh, the fundamental reality of his game was he showed very limited growth as a ball handler. Uh, honestly, to the point where it was kind of concerning where you're like, well, can I even trust this guy in pressure situations late in the game to toss the ball to him? Because he was just so skittish with the ball in his hands at times. Um, and, uh, you know, when you're a shooting guard, that's a problem. 
And I think that his defense, uh, at least in the short term, will definitely be missed because of OG Ananobi's continued absence right now. But he, he, uh, I mean, it, it was just not happening for him. And I, I don't know that it ever will happen for him at a super high level offensively. Um, it's kind of funny because before the season, somebody tweeted out early in the season, like at me, like, oh, Dante can do everything Grimes does, and he probably has a higher ceiling. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, Dante has never even scored. Like, his career high coming into the season was actually below Grimes' career high, which he had in his first game. Uh, Dante has now passed his own career high multiple times. He's like knocking on the door of 40 point games pretty consistently nowadays. Um, he's at a much higher level than we've ever seen from Grimes. And quite honestly, a level that would require serious skill growth from Grimes and betting on that skill growth to your point that you made, like the Knicks are really good. Your priors have to change when you're really good. Maybe there's there. It's a possibility I don't think it's a particularly high one, but it is a possibility that Quentin Grimes in the long run in four or five, six years, we look back and we're like, holy shit, he is a, he did, he is better than DiVincenzo. Um, maybe that happens, but the Knicks have to weigh some long-term stuff versus the present. And the present matters has to matter now as much as your long-term goal, because you're that close. You're close enough to being a contender, to winning a championship, uh, to at least be in that conversation that you can't just weigh, well, what if Grimes is this? What if he's that three years? What if we think he'll be more valuable next year? Or we can keep him and you can do all that stuff. You can have all those conversations, but you have to start weighing the current. And I think it's a reasonable bet that Grimes is under contract on his rookie scale through next season. He will get paid a real NBA salary after that. He will no longer be a, a nice contract player who you have control over, blah, 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 on a cheap salary. It's pretty reasonable to me that you would rather have Bogdanovich and Burks for the next two years than Grimes and those two second-round picks. And like You're Evan talking Hornier's. about who do you prefer as bench players, and Grimes' POA defense is useful but like he's not to me, he's not significantly more versatile of a defender than Deuce McBride. Like what you like ultimately we, need are guys that, that can are going to fucking help you win fucking games. And right. they have to have skill sets that do it in different ways. And yes, Grimes point of attack defense is very good. We, I mean, look, I, I'm not trying to minimize it. Um, I, I did not think he had a particularly strong start to this season defensively, but I did think he had picked it up in the last few weeks to a very high level. Um, I'll tell real quick, like, like the book was out, like the book was out on Grimes to some degree. And I don't think people realize that. Like, if you think of like Grimes best defensive moments, right. Versus Jimmy Butler, whatever, whatever. It's when guys play with the ball and let Grimes use his really good hands and his quickness to fuck that up. But this year, like players, players are like, He's not as strong as he looks. I'm going to go into his chest, and there's nothing he's going to do about it. CJ McCollum has done it. Markel Fultz has done it. Like, random other guards has done have done it. And it's, like, you, especially when you think of the matchups in the East, to your point about, like, we're good now. Like, what guards, 
like all the fucking guards in Boston will go into your chest. That's what they do. Like that Grimes is not really helping that much versus those guys one on one to me. And maybe he'll help versus Philly, but like nobody cares about Philly if Embiid's not there. So whatever. And like against the Bucks, like the the guards are spot up shooters. So who gives a shit? Actually, because Grimes is not doing anything versus Giannis or Chris Middleton. Um, so, like, what, like, we're, we're talking about the playoffs here. Like, he's not particularly helpful in his current form. If you really need to lock up, like, someone to defend Dame, Deuce is as good a bet. I mean, OG is the best bet, right? But, like, Deuce is as good a bet as Grimes is. And as far as shooting goes, like, Grimes is a good, not great shooter. Like, if you look on Cleaning the Glass, which compares, which takes out garbage time and compares for position, he's pretty much average. He's in, like, the 50th percentile in terms of accuracy as a shooter um, for the two-guard spot, both from the corners and above the break. So, like, he's fine. But, like, if you can bolster your bench with guys who give you real advantages on one end or the other, even if they're less well-rounded in some respects than Grimes, that's something you have to consider now. You have to consider matchups because the playoffs are about matchups, not about putting out like a theoretically well-rounded lineup that is good in a vacuum and all that shit. Like it, it it's about matchups, man. Like we saw that shit last year. We saw it both from the Knicks and from the teams we played. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, that's that's what I was kind of getting to. Is is just you don't the Knicks didn't have a guy off their bench right now that could go off for twenty a game. They don't have that. They don't have. They they did not have it. Boyan Bogdanovich gives that to you, assuming he moves to the bench at full strength, which I assume he would. Even if he doesn't, that means a guy like that would mean Dante moves to the bench. Like okay, so I mean, it would be weird, but the point being, you'd still have that ability, a guy that can come in. And get you twenty in a given night um, off the bench. We know Burks is capable of of big quarters, big games. Also, like so, they added more firepower. Did they lose something defensively? Sure, I think that's fair to say. And and quite honestly, not just did they lose something defensively, I would say that a guy like Bojan is a bad defender. He's a flat out bad Hell defender, yeah. <laughs> and he's a bad, and he's a re- and he's a really bad rebounder. Do I think some of that stuff will be mitigated because of the personnel he'll be playing alongside in New York? Yeah, for sure. But he's going to be a problem for them on that end of the floor. The thing is, though, he is a big time offensive player. I mean, this is a guy who isn't just like he is. Do I think that he should be a, a primary option for any team that's really good and has you know notions of grand? Uh, delusions of grandeur, maybe some would say, uh, but del- notions of grandeur anyway. Um, no, like he's he he shouldn't be averaging 20 points a game, like he should not have to be leaned on to that degree. But and but even though his impact is not necessarily there when you're asking him to do that, what's very, very encouraging to see is that the efficiency is not a problem. Uh, so even this year, he's averaging 20.2 points per game. His splits are crazy. He's shooting 46.8 from the field, 41.5 from three, um, only 77.9 from the line, which is far down from his career of 36. But this guy's a sniper, man. He is a fucking sniper. He is somebody who is, you talk about Dante quick release, same deal. This guy's release, he just Except knows how to get shots off. Eight. 
<laughs> yeah, it, his release is crazy. He can get a shot off against tight contests. He is a tight window shooter, which is, I think, very much was becoming a frustration for the Knicks with Grimes. If you remember prior to the season, a lot of the stuff that Grimes talked about was coaches encouraging him to launch, you know, the green light, you know, take these shots. He did not take advantage of those opportunities. He did not ma- create or maximize opportunities for himself either. You watch any highlight reel of Boyan and you see this guy, his ability to create offense despite a lack of burst, athleticism, whatever, is pretty spectacular. He knows how to use his body to create space in the mid-range and get to the rim, even despite not being a quality high-level, I mean, high-level athlete is definitely not the way to describe Boyan. But, like, the guy can can flat-out score the basketball. And he is a special scorer in that sense. Like, he he's no joke. He is averaging right now, or not averaging, but... He is shooting 72.3% at the rim. He is shooting 41.5% from three. And I believe he's shooting something like 46% from mid-range combined. I'm not going to do the math right now. I don't have it in front of me. But he can shoot um, from every, he can shoot from everywhere, yeah, pretty much. He, he's he is he can shoot at every level. He can create shots for himself. He can be an end of clock bailout. He can be a spot up guy. I think you watch his tape you watch his highlights you watch whatever you want to watch of his this is a guy who profiles like he should play well off of the Knicks bigs in particular Randall and Hartenstein and um that is critical because the Knicks and I I I mean this is why I was a little bit more skeptical on trading for OG Ananobi but I also think this is why this trade I'm pretty bullish on it um I thought the Knicks needed more shot creation. I thought that was actually their biggest problem or better shot creation. More is the wrong term, better shot creation in lieu of RJ Barrett. And while OJ Anobi has proven that maybe to some degree, the issues with RJ Barrett had weren't just about inefficiency as a shot creator, but also inefficiency as a spot up guy. And just the lack of movement that having a third guy needed the ball in his hands to, to play with it and all that stuff. Um, how much that kind of ground things to a halt. OG Anobi obviously helped improve the flow and ball movement and player movement in the offense. I think Boyan Bogdanovich gives them some level of that shot creation, a semblance of it that they need. And I also think he's a guy who can capitalize on the advantages created for him by Randall, by Brunson at an efficient clip, um, which obviously is always beneficial. So like, I, I can't say, I think this is a really High level move. It's gonna be on. T- it's gonna be up to Tibbs to really balance this out and find the right mix. Um, because Bogdanovich has the last three years he's played more of his minutes at the, at the four than the three. So how Tibbs manages that is definitely interesting. Um, he's also obviously become pretty accustomed to having the ball in his hands quite a bit in his time in Detroit. Also in Utah, he was not a you know he he created offense for himself pretty regularly. Um, the other part about him which I'm sure was relevant to them is this is a guy who has been in the playoffs. He is a guy who I think kind of, he, I mean, his last two playoffs, 64.2 true shooting in Utah in 2020, 2021, 59 uh, in 2021, 22. Uh, he was at 20 plus usage. I think that he has way more talent offensive talent around him now than he did in Utah, less creation responsibilities. So that's positive to see. Um, 
Well, like this is a guy who has played in the playoffs, he's played in big games. I think he's somebody you can trust in big moments to make big time shots. Again, that's probably something they were not as convinced of on Quentin Grimes. Um, so like that that's a huge, huge move for the Knicks. And then look, getting Burks back is I mean, it's pretty fucking solid because it just gives them another shooter, it gives them another guy who can create offense. He's we know Burks is adept, even despite the fact that he can't score or finish at all uh, inside the arc or at the rim. Uh, we know that he's adept at getting to the line. I think they missed that uh, after losing Quick and RJ to a certain degree. They they were able to offset it, but I do think they've missed it. Um, and obviously without Randall, for sure, it, it it helps to have somebody else who's other than Brunson who can consistently draw fouls. So, um, yeah, I, I just think this move is a pretty good bet. I mean, they're, they've got now just snipers all over the floor. Brunson, Burks, Bullion, uh, you know, OG, Dante, Deuce McBride has shot the ball well. Obviously, yesterday, not so much. But, um, yeah, they, they've got guys that are loaded, or, you know, ready to catch and shoot. And to your point, like, Brunson has not played with the type of, this type of spacing in New York at all. Um, neither has Randall, for that matter. When he gets back, so seeing the opportunity, seeing kind of how that can play out as a two-way street in terms of how Randall and Brunson can benefit from the improved spacing, and then how those guys can benefit, you know, Bullion and Burks, how they'll benefit from the attention that Randall and Brunson create. Um, that that'll be very interesting, and that's really what this trade is about. Because uh, I don't know how much they lost defensively at full strength, because they'll still have options that they can dial up uh to get some more solid defensive units on the floor but they did give themselves way more offensive firepower and um going into the playoffs looking ahead to the playoffs i think that was probably a concern Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite.